Good morning and welcome. It's the Patriot Radio News Hour. I'm Joe Jaquint, CEO of the Patriot Trading Group, live on this Thursday. I apologize for yesterday. I was a little under the weather. And not, you know, physically I could do it, but there's no way I was going to be able to talk for the entire show without my voice giving up. So we uh, we ran a tape. I did, however, make it down to see Ron Paul. I was there. I'll tell you all about it. Uh, it was it was really fascinating. It was it was something I've I've never seen him before. Uh, so it was this was new for me, and and uh, it was it really was. I, I was glad I did it. I almost didn't. I'm like, oh, I don't know. And and parking was difficult, and I was I almost gave up. But I'm like, God, I drove all the way down here. I wasn't feeling great, but I but I was uh, but I did it anyway. Uh, and, and I will let you know what Ron Paul had to say. Our toll free number, of course, eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. The physical delivery of gold and silver, wealth insurance, legal, lawful, constitutional tender. Something that isn't a promise to pay. Something that will never go to zero. The website at allamericangold.com and really becoming super interactive between uh, Twitter. Follow us on Twitter at Patriot Trading One. Follow us on SoundCloud. You get all the podcasts. Uh, Like us on Facebook. By the way, the Facebook page, we want you to start liking. And I know a lot of you said, hey, I already liked it. Probably liked the wrong one. So the one that we want you to like, when you go out to our main page, right below where we have all the spot prices, there's a little, I guess, the Facebook icon or whatever you want to call it. Uh, that's the one we want you to use. We are going to start using that. We're going to do all kinds of fun stuff and giveaways and things like that. So make sure uh, you get that done. And this is Jobs Week. This is also the week before the Federal Reserve meeting. Are they hiking? Are they not hiking? We're going to break it all down for you. We got some, you know, yesterday, maybe the most incredible jobs report ever. In the 14 years I've been doing, I've never seen a report like it. Uh, It was the ADP, Private Sector Survey Report. Okay, so... Actually, nothing really factual because it was a survey, but it was incredible. It really was. They now say that there is a 100% chance that the Federal Reserve will hike rates next week. And that excites me because I I, I really was on the thing of, ah, they're just talking. They're not really going to do it. That's been my motto really since the beginning of the year. I think they're going to do it. And I think they're going to do it based on lousy data. And uh, one of my favorite guys, and I've got a few guys, you know, Charles Bitterman from Trim Tabs. I love John Williams from Shadow Stats. Uh, But Jeffrey Gundelich, he's one of my favorites as well. Uh, uh, Stanley uh, Druckenmiller, another one of these guys. Uh, that I really like, because when they talk, they talk reality. He was out yesterday saying 
that he believes, without a shadow of a doubt, the Federal Reserve is going to hike us right into a recession. And and I got to say, he gave great reasons for it. And a lot of it having to do with the fact that they're stuck in this horrible cycle that they've created. The one thing we know is inflation is here. Whether or not they want to admit how bad it is really doesn't matter. They've gotten to this this two percent number that they say is their their uh, you know that's as high as they want it to be, and we've gotten there. Matter of fact, data today on import and export prices shot up another two tenths of a percent in February, and this is after they actually raised January's, which was already a really high number, to six-tenths of a percent. So if you add the two together, you got eight-tenths in the first two months of the year. So import prices are are showing. Now, of course, who knows if it will continue for the whole year, but you're looking at almost 5%. Economists had expected only a one-tenth increase in the previous months, January was originally only reported at four tenths. So a you know you're talking about a pretty significant difference uh, when you add those two numbers together. The Labor Department said the increase in import prices driven by a rebound in non-fuel prices, and this is probably the part that they didn't like. Okay, we, you know, it's one thing, oh, crude oil, by the way, uh, yesterday, so much stuff happened. You take one day off. <laughs> you got to take one day off, and all the crude oil, the largest drop in crude prices in years occurred yesterday. Matter of fact, crude oil is below 50. Uh, but non-fuel industrial supplies and materials, consumer goods and foods, feeds, and beverages led the way higher. Pretty much all the stuff you need to live on all got more expensive. Uh, they said that fuel prices actually fell seven-tenths of a percent in February. Of course, January had a, a big spike in that one. So uh, I'm, I'm going to say right now we're probably going to get a rate hike. And I think it's going to be a great thing because gold has been really liking the rate hike cycle so far. Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be right back after the break. We'll talk about Ron Paul. Patriot Radio News Hour. 800-951-0592. So yesterday, we got... We got some good news yesterday. Ron Paul was here. He was in town trying to help the the Senate bill here in Arizona, where we're trying to make it so you don't have to pay capital gains tax on your gold and silver. here at least in the state of Arizona. So let me give you the good news. The good news was it did get out of committee. 
They made it, I want to, I don't know if it was five to four, but it was by a vote. We have at least enough now that, that it can get voted on by the Senate. Unfortunately, we're going, well, that's possible. If you really want to take our financial well-being seriously, then listen, we need to do the work for everybody else. You need to start hammering Doug Ducey's office. Most likely, unless we can change his opinion, he's going to veto it. So I want all of you out there, and, and really, you know, as I was listening to Dr. Paul speak, and yesterday uh, we, he was out at the state capitol, and at the same time, in, in essentially the same location, just down the sidewalk. And I didn't even know what was happening. You know, I wasn't feeling great, so I really wasn't paying attention. But I guess we had this, uh, what was it? Uh, the women were going to protest. Right? And, and I apologize. Women's Day Off or, I don't know, something like that. And I almost, I wish I had thought of it. I was going to tell my wife, hey, you're supposed to take the day off, so can't spend any money today. But <laughs> that did it. I will say this. More people, and significantly more people, were there to listen to Ron Paul than were there for the, I, I'll call it, I don't know, I may, there may have been 100 people at the, the ladies thing. I, I, don't, I don't really understand why didn't they just say what it was with another anti-trump protest is really what it was but nonetheless parking was hard i mean there was you know it's right there at the state capitol and the one thing i'll tell i'll just tell you what i noticed first so uh, i i wanted to get there you know around eleven thirty. so I, I i'm down in in the capitol for those and i apologize for the, those of you that don't live here it's right off jefferson you know, but you know, 17th Avenue in Jefferson. And as I'm driving by it, I'm I got there way too early. You know, I didn't do the show. I wasn't feeling great. And I'm like, I got time. I got time. I, you know what? I probably should at least get something to eat. And so I was gonna find a little place to eat and and then go see Ron Paul. And I'm driving down the street near the Capitol, and it was it was amazing. The homeless were out in force, and, and obviously they, they weren't there. Don't get me wrong; they weren't there for Ron Paul. They weren't there for the the the, the ladies' march. They they were just this is where they are. And you know it's bad because they're all on you know they're all over the the intersections and the street corners. But wow, there was just it was it just caught my eye. I'm like, wow. A lot of them. Long story short, I finally park, I walk up, and, uh, you know, there's, we, we, we're out there on the lawn of the state capitol, and, and Ron Paul, but, you know, one of the things I love is, right on time, right at noon, there he is. And we kind of got him surrounded. And, I, I wished Ron Paul had my voice. 
because you know he he's he doesn't uh he doesn't speak very loud you know he doesn't have one of those voices those loud booming voices so i i mean i pushed my you know i was right up near uh, there was somebody videotaping and i was right behind that guy and he was and it was so encouraging you know he he talked about how when he first started when he he really was uh, in a lot of ways the leader of our elected officials calling the federal reserve for what they are and really the fraud that has be that is being conducted upon all of us and he talked about how Thomas Jefferson and Alexander Hamilton had battled back and forth and of course the founding fathers uh you know and Jefferson you know they they've they've done this experiment multiple times right Jefferson got rid of the first central bank Andrew Jackson you know he's on the 20 by the way and Hamilton's on the 10 and remember Ben Bernanke they want to get rid of Andrew Jackson and that, and leave Alexander Hamilton. You know, remember, they were going to put uh, an African American. They were going to use that as a uh, on on uh, a bill. And they were arguing whether it was going to be the ten dollar bill or the twenty dollar bill. And now they're going to get rid of cash altogether. So it kind of almost went away. Andrew Jackson got rid of the second central bank in this country and we went like a hundred years without one and he talked about how the pressure was always there right the the banksters the the, the politicsters and 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 the the pinstripe bandits are always at the door right and how we need to be vigilant, and, and and of course, how what they got in again. And Ron Paul said, you know, in no uncertain terms, this too it will end in failure. I mean, he guarantees it. And how could a guy like this guarantee it? And the answer is really simple: history says so. But the thing that was encouraging is he said, you know, I used to go to college campuses. I used to go, you know, to where, like where he was to yesterday. You know, you think about it, here's a guy, he's not running for president, right? He's not even in office anymore. He's retired. And there were still hundreds of people there. And he talked about how he used to go out and there'd be four people. Four. And he said, don't be fooled, because he still does it. He says, listen, I still go out to these colleges, and I know everyone thinks all the millennials are Bernie Sanders people. And he said, trust me, that's not true. And he talked about, you know, hey, the more and more people are recognizing the Federal Reserve and the creation of this central bank for really what it is, which is fraud. 
and he talked about the burden. And it is a burden. You know, and, and it really, I think for that, that part, when he talked about this being a burden, it really resonated with me. You know, and I think about what I do and the message that I, I give out to all of you day in and day out and how this is, you know, this is how I make my living. Right and, and 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 of course any of you and a lot of you are all you're you're small business owners like me. It is stressful, right? You're up against it all the time. It's you know there's all the pressure that's involved and all the you know every time you turn around you're getting hit for this and that and the other. It's incredible. You know you almost think about why would anybody start a business anymore? And it didn't used to be this way. And and he and he talked about it being a burden. But he said it's a burden that, that we need to take. And so I implore all of you out there, yes, it will be a burden, but get in contact with Governor Ducey's office and let him know. We want this bill passed. And you really have, and I don't want to, you know what, I don't know if it's good versus evil. But Ron Paul talked about socialism. And and really said, you know, don't be fooled, this is what we have here in America anymore. Where you take away from one person to give to another. And you try to dictate, and you think about all the mandates that we now have to have, and, and that's not freedom, that's not liberty. And, and you start realizing, you know, all the things that have really been happening, you start piecing it all together, and you really start to understand what Dr. Paul was talking about, and just so happened today's Wall Street Journal, without them even knowing it, ties right in to the fraud that he's been talking about. And it says, this is, uh, by the way, front page, made the front page, retirees get squeezed by low rates. That's the headline. Now remember, I've been telling all of you, you know, you think back to when they decided these 401Ks were, right, were the, the new way to economic salvation. And remember, the people that actually created it, they never, never wanted you to have this as your primary retirement vehicle. This was just another one of the the offshoots. Well, you get some Social Security, right? That, that You shouldn't have to rely solely on that. This was more of a supplement to the pension that the vast majority of Americans used to get. They never in a million years thought that they would get rid of them. That business's answer with the help of the Federal Reserve was to get rid of pensions altogether. 
course, the cost is enormous. But they used to tell you, and, and I'll just read you the article, and you can judge for yourself. Stocks are hitting record after record. The Dow Jones Industrial Average has recovered and tripled since it bottomed out during the financial crisis. For many retirees who've been riding that wave, these are risky and confusing times. Take Steve Stein, a retired dentist here on New York's Long Island. Okay, so he made a good living for himself. He's 82. He said his nest egg of roughly half a million dollars. Nowhere close to the side that they carry on TV. <laughs> you know those commercials. I think like the lowest one I saw was like 700 grand. Here was a dentist. And he's got a half a million bucks. We're going to talk about his story next. Patriot Radio News Hour. Don't touch that dial. This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report, a daily broadcast from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. And we're upholding the legacy of Phyllis Schlafly, a constitutional attorney and articulate voice for traditional values for more than 70 years. Now, from the Phyllis Schlafly Center Studios, here's Ryan Haidt. In January, as Donald Trump signed his executive order to pause immigration from seven countries, thousands of apparently organized protesters disrupted airports and delayed travelers around the country, while ACLU lawyers rushed papers before Obama-appointed judges. More Americans were inconvenienced by the protesters than the handful of foreign visitors who were briefly detained by U.S. Customs. Defending this temporary immigration suspension, White House Senior Policy Advisor Stephen Miller pointed out that no citizen of a foreign country has a constitutional right to enter the United States. Miller also warned of the permanent intergenerational problem of Islamic radicalism that has transformed much of Europe into no-go zones for native Europeans. We should be concerned about similar pockets of unassimilated immigrants in our country, such as Minnesota's large concentration of refugees from Somalia. Not all in Washington, however, were so quick to defend this executive action. President Trump was quick to replace the defiant acting Attorney General Sally Yates with a U.S. attorney who would defend his appropriate executive order limiting foreign citizens from seven Muslim nations from entering into our country. Trump appointed Dana Bente, the United States Attorney for the Eastern District of Virginia, who said he will enforce Trump's order. Well, Chuck Schumer, the new Senate Minority Leader, cried crocodile tears as he denounced this evil order. Defiance by Democrats continued in the Senate in their unprecedented walkout of committee votes on two of Trump's nominations to his cabinet, Tom Price for the Department of Health and Human Services and Steve Mnuchin for the Treasury Department. Both nominees had majority support on the Senate Finance Committee and in the entire Senate, but the Democrats resorted to stall tactics to delay their confirmation. Senator Orrin Hatch of Utah, one of the longest-serving and most mild-mannered members of the U.S. Senate, criticized the stunt as, quote, "...the most pathetic thing I've seen in my whole time in the United States Senate. I think the Democrats ought to stop posturing and acting like idiots." 
This has been the Phyllis Schlafly Report from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. What's the cost of illegal immigration? It burdens our schools, hospitals, and social services. It opens the door to criminals, terrorists, and voter fraud. And it's unfair to those who came here legally. At PSEagles.com, we want to hear your thoughts on illegal immigration. Join the blog at PSEagles.com. Thanks for listening, and join us next time for the Phyllis Schlafly Report. Gotta love our customers. The bill that you want to talk to him, HB 2014. Senate Bill HB 2014. If you just Google Doug Ducey, D-U-C-E-Y, you click on his link and it'll take you to where you can send him an email. I will work on the phone number. Uh, I'm going to have see if Ramon, maybe, Ramon, if you can try to track down a number to the governor's office. Uh, we'll get that out to you. I want to uh, thank you for that phone call. Uh, the bill is HB 2014. If you just Google Doug Ducey, D-U-C-E-Y, you can at least send him an email. I know that. Uh, we'll work on a phone number. Also, uh, you know, don't say the millennials aren't paying attention. Uh, a friend of mine, a former player of mine, great player of mine, Weston just shout, shouted out sent me a, a, a text saying, hey, what would be the ramifications of this bill for not only Arizona, but for, for my business? Obviously, be a positive. Think about how great of a generator this could be for the state of Arizona. How many people that, let's face it, most people that have gold and silver have done well for themselves would now consider, hey, I want to move to Arizona. That way I don't have to pay capital gains tax on my gold and silver holdings. I mean, this could be a huge uh, economic boom for the state of Arizona. And uh, But more importantly, we need to send the message. We're done with this. We're tired of the fraud. We're tired of the lies. We're tired of the devaluation. We're tired of the inflation, the deflation, the stagflation. We're tired of it all. And, of course, really, ultimately, at the end of the day, we're drowning in debt. And we simply are, are talking about what everybody wants a handout. Think about all, all of the things that have happened. All the people out of the workforce, all the people that live by a handout from the government. It's obviously not working. So in the Wall Street Journal today, we're talking about Dr. Steve Stein, 82 years old. He's got about a half a million dollars saved up. He said 95% of it is invested in stocks. As a rule of thumb, financial planners, and really think about it, financial planners, Federal Reserve, Alan Greenspan, all of these people, uh, all you know, the uh, the stock traders, the brokers, 
The rule of thumb had always been subtracting an investor's age from 100 to to determine what proportion of savings should be allocated to stocks. So here's a guy at 82 should have very little in stocks. My dad used to put his money in CDs. Getting 15%, Dr. Sign said. His father was a a dental technician and encouraged him to become a dentist as a way to build a stable, successful life. If interest rates were high, I would have invested in fixed income, he said. Of course we would have. The stock market is risky. It always has been. You were supposed to, when you were young, take the risk, keep putting it away, and when you got to 55, you're supposed to start getting out of stocks and into bonds and into CDs. By the time you're retired, almost all of your money should have been there. And you're supposed to live off the interest. If interest rates were high, if interest rates were high, I would have put my money there. The average one-year CD hasn't paid more than a percent since 2009. Who do you think's in charge of that? Who do you think has been committing the fraud? The drop in interest rates since the financial crisis has cost U.S. savers a trillion dollars in lost income. Yeah. Who needs a trillion dollars? No wonder why GDP's in the toilet. It says from, that's only through, from 2008 to 2015, so it's even more than that. And you start thinking about, you know, and Ron Paul was talking about the fraud that is being committed upon all of us. And then you start, you know, you go back to G. Edward Griffin's book and the creature from Jekyll Island. And how they got the new Federal Reserve that they created in 1913 into existence. By the way, the governor's office phone number. The bill again, HB 2014. Matter of fact, Ramon, can we have that bill up on our website? Can we keep it there for the next week? And and let's have this phone number up there as well. Can we do that? Sure thing. Perfect. The number, 602-542-4331. We will have both of those up on our website uh, tomorrow, the bill itself, the, the phone number to the governor's office, and then, of course, uh, we'll leave it up there for the next week. So when you sit there and you talk, to, you talk about the article in the Wall Street Journal today, 
They've robbed you of a trillion dollars. They forced you to take risk that you should have never have taken. And they hope it works out. The problem is, what happened when the Dow now is falling? Which now, at least it appears to me, this is going to be the case. The Federal Reserve wants to raise rates based on surveys and optimism and not facts. We're going to talk about the jobs number from ADP yesterday versus the actual realities. And it's no wonder nobody can make heads or tails of anything out there. We'll talk about that next. Welcome back. Picture Radio News Hour, our toll-free number, 800-951-0592. You know, and Ron Paul was speaking in front of the Capitol yesterday around at noon. It was about 20 minutes long. And one of the, you know, talking about the things that he was talking about, he was imploring everybody that was there, listen, you need to look out for you. You need to be the one that, that takes the time and makes sure that you have some hard assets. He was very clear on that. And he said, and he guaranteed it, this is destined to fail. You know, he talked about when he asked Ben Bernanke if gold was money. And I, for those of you that haven't been listening for that long, uh, we, we, we played that clip I don't know how many times uh, when it had happened. Uh, this was during one of the uh, twice a year the Fed chief has to testify in front of Congress. And Ron Paul was on the Senate Banking Committee, and so they got their little time. And, of course, you know, the speaker, oh, your time's up, Mr. Paul. But before his time was up, he had asked at the time, Ben Bernanke, the Federal Reserve chief at the time, is gold money? And then, of course, he, uh, Ron Paul put his hands to his face like, like, because, you know, Ben, he kind of stumped him with that. He had to think about it for a minute. Hmm, uh, um, uh, no. And, of course, Ben Bernanke and Ron Paul said, what, Ben Bernanke thinks that he can change something that's been a fact for 5,000 years? Of course not. They want to pretend that they can the one thing that Dr. Paul and all of us know is the only thing that doesn't survive is money, is paper, fiat. That's what doesn't survive. And then you start thinking about, you know, whether it's uh, Danielle DiMartino's Booth's book, Fed Up, we're inside the Fed. She talked about the, the MIT mafia. 
In other words, hey, we got all of these people. Matter of fact, if you're not a Ph.D. economist from one of the, you know, and I want to say it was the big five schools, MIT, uh, Harvard, Princeton, uh, I think uh, maybe the, the school in Chicago, I forget. With that, I'll have to go back. I'll get it. That you were shunned at the Federal Reserve. You didn't know what you were talking about. Heaven forbid you actually knew how Wall Street worked, or heaven forbid you actually knew how to run a company. They don't want to hear from you. We want to talk about economic theory and economic models. Matter of fact, she said, real data meant nothing to them. Doesn't mean a thing. And you think about yesterday, ADP, which does, and this is Jobs Week, so yesterday we had that report. Today, jobless claims, by the way, jobless claims uh, were, were up 20,000, uh, bounced off those lows back to where they've been, about 200, it was 243 today, 243,000 Americans filed for unemployment claims for the first time uh, last week. And then tomorrow we'll get the government number. But the ADP number, 298,000 jobs, it was incredible. Matter of fact, it was, I want to say, five standard deviations from normal, which is like impossible. But there it was. The big headline number was 66,000 construction jobs were created in February. And I'm thinking, I mean, I just had Homer, who had worked here for almost, what, over three years. He recruited in construction. He hadn't had a person placed in six months. Nobody was hiring. 66,000. When you look at the actual data, I'm just going to, actual. Construction spending was down in December. It was down in January. It was down in February. Now they said, because Donald Trump's got all of this stuff going. And they're right about that. He's talked about it all. None of it's happened. Am I to believe that all of these companies started hiring people without any real work yet? Companies don't do that. But yet there it was. They all, oh, by the way, mining picked up. Yep, because Donald Trump said, hey, I'm going to put the coal miners back to work. And so apparently that's all they did, and everyone hired them without any actual changes made yet. We don't have an infrastructure bill yet. It hasn't been passed. The wall, they, they're just submitting bids. Work has actually started, but I don't know. Do I think that CEOs or whoever answered the survey said, yeah, we're, 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 we're hiring? Because they're thinking this is going to come, but most likely they probably actually haven't done it yet. But here was the thing that really stood out to me. So if we need to believe this is true, 
GDP's got to be roaring. I'll tell you today, the Federal Reserve's own GDP tracker says the exact opposite's happening. We'll talk about that in the final segment. Final segment. Like I said, it's hard to know what to believe. The Federal Reserve's GDP model, which forecasts GDP growth in the United States in the current quarter, it picks up data as it gets released. And then they add or subtract. We are, what, almost 67, 68 days through the 90-day quarter. We're almost, you know, end, end of March, the quarter ends. So we're more than two-thirds of the way through the quarter. Their model now says GDP growth will only be 1.2% annualized. The model started, by the way, at January 1 at over 3%. On March 1st, the model stood at 1.8%. Yesterday, after this great jobs number, the model actually went down another. It went from 1.3 to 1.2. Because businesses were not adding to their stockpile. By the way, they said 32,000 manufacturing jobs were created in February. I mean, these numbers, they're incredible. And I want them to be true. But the real data says it's not. I don't know what, I mean, what do we believe? By the way, on February 27th, that was what? Two weeks ago, the model was at 2.5%. So as the actual data has come in, they've gone from 2.5% down to 1.2%. And so here is why you got a guy like uh, Jeffrey Gunlatch who came out and said, listen, the Fed's going to raise rights right into a recession. <laughs> I hope he, I I hope that doesn't happen. I'm torn. I want these jobs to be true. I do. I'd love it. It'd be great for my business. More people with money, more people knowing that they need to put some gold away, some silver away. And yet, I, I, I don't know. I don't, how, how do you make heads or tails of that? I think the biggest problem, like I said, we're going to have low economic, low to no economic growth and high inflation. I really, I think I've got it nailed. It's not deflation. It's not inflation. It's the worst of the two, stagflation. The standard of living of this country is going to continue to, to decline because we've drowned it in debt. And the Federal Reserve is going to continue to commit fraud on the United States. Just ask Dr. Stein from Long Island. How devastated are the seniors going to be if the stock market doesn't hold up? Because now that's where all their money is. Has to be. I hope you take the time and you put some gold and silver away. Uh, we do have U.S. 20. 1260 on special day. So that's 20 bucks less 
than what I have listed online, $1,260 at 800 uh, By the way, gold's at $1,204, uh, silver's at $1,706. 800-951-0592. Everybody have a great Thursday, and we'll talk again tomorrow.